Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some real talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically, stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Okay, welcome back to the Work Less, Make More podcast. I'm super excited to have a guest today who I already had a great conversation with and is really going to help get some creativity and access into that so you can be better with your courses and in your business in general. Let me introduce Dr. Manette Riordan. She's a modern day Renaissance woman, artist, writer, entrepreneur, and advocate for creativity as essential. And she helps women heal their inner artists so they can emerge as their most creative self. So let's jump right in here and um, welcome her to today's show. Thanks for having me, Donna. Super excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm so glad. And when I found out that there's like someone out there who helps people, bring creativity and be more creative in their business. I was once I was a little surprised, but also I was like, yay, because <laughs> I think um, it's it's pretty amazing that, you know, how the um, what am I trying to say sort of like the product of when you are more creative, when you're being more authentic yourself, when you're doing these things, you know, how much it can help um, your business and help the rest of your life. Uh, just you know, and so it's so cool that that is kind of what you do. So I'd love to hear your story on how you got started with this. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. It's um, it's been a long journey for sure. So I've been an entrepreneur. This is to 2021 for almost 20 years. I started my first business in 2002. So almost 20 years, been doing this a long time, multiple different iterations of me and businesses. And I think every one of them has been a creative expression. If you're an entrepreneur, you are creative. There's just no doubt about it. And people often make the mistake about thinking that creative means that you're an artist. So a lot of times people say, oh, I'm not creative. I can't draw. Drawing has nothing to do with creativity. It is one tiny little expression of creativity. And anyone can learn to draw with a little practice. I'm living proof of that. I can't draw very well. And I'm committed to getting better. So I spend a lot of time practicing drawing like anything else in our lives. It takes a, a little bit of that extra commitment. But what does creativity have to do with business? Everything. In fact, I can't remember if I shared this with you, Donna, but uh, there was 10 years ago, IBM did a study of 3000 CEOs around the world from all different industries and sizes of business. And they said that the number one thing that they were looking for in leaders and in, in upcoming leaders was creativity. Number one on the list was creativity. LinkedIn, I haven't looked this year, but in 2019 and in 2020, and you know, LinkedIn, like it gets really exciting to think about the data that LinkedIn has and how they how they use data. So um, I am not a numbers girl, but I think data is fascinating. 
and they do an analysis of top 10 skills that companies are looking for every year on LinkedIn, a combination of what they consider soft skills and the more hard skills. 2019 and 2020, creativity was number one on the list. So this is an important topic and not just something that I'm sitting here in my happy little art studio going, everybody needs to be more creative. It's actually a proven right, concept that we all need to be paying attention to. And I believe that when we're all working in our highest and best creative genius, we can solve all the world's problems. The problem is, is that because of our school system, and I won't go down that rabbit hole, no. creativity has been kind of just kicked out of us. So a lot of us have trauma from childhood of being told you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't draw, you can't dance, you can't sing, you can't play softball, right? You can't do whatever that in that moment we stopped, whatever it was, we stopped. Well, I don't want to look stupid or look like a fool. So all of a sudden we have this deep seated belief that because I can't, sing, dance, draw, whatever the creative expression is, that we're not creative beings. As human beings on the planet, we're exceptionally creative. In the corporate world, creativity is actually defined as problem solving. Creative thinking is all about creating new combinations of things. And I know so many of your clients are creating courses. Bringing creativity into the courses you're designing will make it more fun for you and will create better results for your clients. So we all have a unique expression of creativity. My husband's a programmer and he's one of the most creative people I know. And he's creative in his business. He's creative in his music. He loves woodworking, right? So he has all these forms of creative expression that I think make him a better programmer, software developer. Uh, for me, creativity started in the form of writing, you know, gardening, cooking, entertaining. And I've only come to painting maybe in the last five or 10 years. And in fact, in the last three years, people started asking to buy my paintings and it freaked me out. I was so terrified to sell my paintings. I'm like, I'm just doing this for me. And this is one of my, these are two of my Beautiful, paintings. Yeah. Me. And I'm like, I'm just doing this for now. That's only been a few years. That's pretty amazing. That, that's the little bird there. I keep that one because that was from one of my first painting classes that that I ever took. And then now this one's probably, you know, a couple of years old and my style has continued to evolve and change over time. But what I noticed is that I was on this parallel path of growing my, my business as a business coach. That's what I've been doing for the last nine years working with other creatives to grow their businesses. And I discovered that if I didn't make what I was doing creative for me and creative for them, we were all gonna get bored with business and give up and wanna just go hide our heads in the sand. And we needed more visual ways to incorporate art making and color and visual thinking into our work in order to keep it at the level of um, playfulness and sort of visual learning styles are really what this is all about. It's like appealing to the visual learner, which is pretty much, I think 75% of the population, 80% of the population are visual learners. Mm. So it's a long-winded story to say what my, my, I've discovered about my art journey is that the more art I make, the more successful I am in business because the happier I am, the calmer I am, the more relaxed I am. And if I want to make more time for art, I have to manage my time in my business really well. I am a recovering overachiever workaholic. I love, love, love my work. And if I'm not organized and paying attention, then all of a sudden I'm working too much and I'm not painting enough. No. So for me, creativity has hit every aspect of my business, how I teach, how I coach, 
how I relax, how I show up in the world as a human being and being really clear about what brings me joy and then about time management. So it's impacted every single area of my life and work. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, it, you know, as we talked, I had this big epiphany when it seems like, because I think the probably the podcast right before this one, well, I'm not sure when yours are coming in, but I just recorded last week about um, my creativity and how I didn't think I was a creative. Which you are so creative. ridiculous because so I'm, creative. About, I'm like, I've been creative since I was like five years old. But um, I just, and I, and it's interesting how things are, have progressed over the last couple of weeks as I've embraced it. And I'm, I've got this knitting project right beside me. I've been in the garden all weekend. I've been doing so many things and it's so much fun. I'm working on just like a little flower arrangement. I can see in the kitchen from here, sticking some silk flowers into a thing and like anything, like just all those things. And it just does make me so much happier. And I feel like like, you know, it's not just so boring and mundane. And like, that's not that I don't love my work because I do, but there's it, like I said, there, it's like, it felt like something was missing. Like there was just a hole and trying to fill it with more work is what I would do when I forgot that I was supposed to be doing the other things. Like, yeah. well, I just work more, work more, work more, right? And uh, make more money or do this or get more clients or whatever. But you know, it, it, it has nothing to do with that. And it's just, it's so interesting to how sometimes it's so hard for us to see. I taught this in my other business to my homeschool moms about refueling yourself and go do something that you, it could be something that you do for 10 minutes and you come back a different person. Mm -hmm. Yet here I was saying one, I'm not a creative and two, just forgetting that I need to do or not being aware of the connection, I guess, even though I do love to do those things and I would always have some kind of little thing going, usually something, I didn't make the connection of this directly affects my business. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My favorite mantra that I teach all my clients is the more I play, the more money I make. Yeah. I mean, it's it because you think it's such the opposite. Like I just kept feeling like I'm wasting time. I should be doing something more productive. You know, I, it's sometimes, it, it, and I just had this conversation with several people. I mean, like I had this thing at the beginning of the year, then I talked to you, I've talked to some other people and they're like, no, duh, of course that's you. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, but, and they're like, no, you, you know, do it. But having that co correlation of like, this really is impacting my business, not just like my joy, even though that makes no sense, like to think, well, if I'm more happy, if I'm happier, then of course, everything's going to be better. Right. But it just feels like it, it fills that hole. That's all I can say. Yeah. If I don't have yeah. something going and usually and there's so like simple, four right? things going. Yes. <laughs> and it just sounds so simple. It's like, yeah. oh, the happier I am, the better my business is. And like, why do we make that so complicated? And do we make it, we make it, and, and I mean, there's lots of reasons, right? But we live in a, in a culture, especially here in the United States, <coughs> excuse me, where working more is the thing that yeah. we're always looking to, it's a, it's a measure of our worth, like yeah. the amount we work status. is tied to our, our status, our achievement, our accomplishment. And nothing is further from, from the truth, working more and it's been proven, right? So there's all these people doing studies around creativity and they want their creative teams to be more productive. 
but the more they pile on in terms of work, the less the, the people's creativity decreases. Yes. So daydreaming, coloring, knitting is a great one, gardening, uh, cooking, those are all great creative activities that are very mindful, but they free our brain. My best business ideas often come when I'm painting or doodling or drawing. It's Even actually a walking, really- for me, like walking, walking yes. is very, I have a hard time meditating and I've been trying to bring <laughs> meditating into my world for a while. I do it a little, but then I feel like my morning walk is like a meditation. And yes. I remember my husband, I used to go by myself and then he decided he wanted to come. He's like, why are you walking so slow? And I thought, I don't know. I never think of it as like a race. I'm just like looking at the birds and what flowers are blooming and what's going pictures. on over here. I look at the animals and I say, hi, hi little squirrel. <laughs> to me, that's like relaxing. And I, I don't know, I do get a lot of good ideas when I'm walking. When I take a shower, that's another idea. I don't know how creative that is, but the flow of the water or something, yeah, it's very relaxing. Soothing. Yeah, so like gardening. Yeah, I'm weeding, and I'm like, yes. oh my god, I'm gonna have this webinar, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm thinking yes. I'm weeding while all the ideas are coming. Right? <laughs> There's something that so our creative brains need spaciousness. Daydreaming is another one that people consider a waste of time, but magic happens when we're daydreaming. So when yep. we're weeding and our hands are busy, it kind of tricks our brain to think, oh, I'm doing something productive, but it actually frees space for creative thinking. Like it's, it's magical. And I have a friend who's an amazing spiritual teacher and mentor named Jennifer Huff. And she always talks about how women aren't built for traditional like Zen meditation. It was designed by men for men and their brains work differently. This is her, her philosophy. And when I heard it, it was so affirming. So for me, painting is meditation. Walking is meditation. Washing dishes is meditation. And it's also focus time. So focus is a huge part of productivity, right? Like where everybody wants to know, how do I focus more? Mm -hmm. What I've discovered for me is that my hands need to be busy. So I might yeah. be, if I'm taking someone else's class, I draw the whole time, uh-huh. right? I I not I don't focus as much on ta- taking notes, but I might doodle or I might color. But you're listening. Because then my attention is fully captured by yeah. what's happening and I'm able to listen. I love like my only multitasking that I do because I don't believe really in multitasking. I love audiobooks while I make art. So I listen to tons of audiobooks while I'm making art. I always have my journal right beside me. And so I'm taking notes and I'm making art and I'm listening. And so it's finding that I think I do listen to a lot of audiobooks while I'm walking, while I'm gardening, while I'm doing something else. It's very relaxing. And I can really listen while I'm doing that. And now I can see why. Just like the knitting. But this knitting, I have to actually look. But when I'm regular knitting, you you get going. You don't have to really look. You can just kind of go with the flow, right? Yeah, and, and, it, it and it's so relaxing. And that flow is the piece that we're missing. Yeah. But that so often because we're making ourselves over busy, over stressed, over worried. So making time for creative play, whatever that looks like for you is the thing that brings us back to center. It's grounding, it's calming. You have to breathe. Uh, I had some girlfriends here and I taught a Buddha painting class this weekend. 
and I'm watching them like get frustrated and paint through the frustration. And in every painting, there's what's called the messy metal, right? You put those first layers down and you have a vision of where you're going. And then there's a part where it just looks freaking ugly. Like, you know, it's just ugly, you know? And, and it's, it's like, but you can see where you're going. And so there's this moment that's frustrating and you just keep painting through it. I have learned, I became a better salesperson when I started painting. One of the, the forms of painting that I learned was to have a meditation canvas and every day you paint over what's on the canvas. Whether you love it, oh. you paint over it. Whether you don't like it, you get to paint over it. But it was this That's interesting. beautiful way of letting go. Like you just have to let go, like be unattached. And for me, I was able to use that analogy of, oh, this is what it means to not be attached to the outcome and bring that in mm. to my sales conversations. I'm like, okay, this is just like my paintings. I'm unattached yeah. to the conversations and I watch my sales go up. So that's a really specific example of how I used creative process to build skills and shift my mindset in other areas of my business as well. It's pretty amazing. So what would you say to people like me um, and others who maybe really haven't had a whole life full of creativity and think I'm not creative or I, I can't do any of that? Or do you think everyone has some form of, of creativity in, in them? Yes, I think every single human being is creative. It is what is unique to our species on the planet and why we've evolved right, to be, to be where we are as humans. It's, we're also creative. Um, so yes, I think the biggest thing is learning to uncouple creativity from art making. Yeah. And so your zone of genius, like I have friends who are amazing coaches, like their creativity is expressed in their ability to listen and ask powerful questions, right? I have friends who make clothes, right? That's a creative expression. I have friends who like one of your areas of genius is your ability to help people create a course, right? To take what's all floating around up in their head and put it into a deliverable module-based way that takes the student from A to Z when as a coach, right? If I have, I can have a lot of ideas and thought leadership and as a creative, I'm not a linear thinker, right? right? And so your ability to take all this, blah, 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 you know, genius that's up here and make it linear so that other people can follow the process in a more, you know, A to Z format, that's a form of, of creative thinking mm -hmm. that not everyone can do, right? And so interesting because I always consider my, when you said this at the beginning of our conversation, it's a type of problem solving. It is. I always say that's my gift is I'm a good problem solver. I can always come up whether you want me to tell you or not. Yeah. And I look back over my, you know how they ask you, what do people come to you for all the time or whatever? Like everyone in my family, if they have a problem, they come to me. Yeah. And I might not know anything about what it is, but I still, it's like this. And I had no idea. I just thought that that was a skill that I had. Yeah. But now you're saying it could be, or probably is from all of the creative endeavors and things that I've done over my lifetime. And it's just your willingness to be in the question and the curiosity of things, right? You're definitely a very curious person. Curiosity is one of the key traits of highly creative people. I'm always questioning it's, everything, yeah. Always questioning everything. And if you, you're also probably like me that, you know, good student overachiever, if you don't know the answer, you're going to go find it. Like if my clients ask me a question, I don't know, 
I just go find the answer. I'm like, dude, you could just go Google. Google. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, so it's like, I just, if I don't know, I go Google it. Yeah. Right. Or, or maybe someone else has a simpler way to say it because the right. way that I said it didn't land. So let me go see what I can find. But I, you know, it's that ability um, and other people that are super creative in business or people that are brilliant connectors, their ability to like, just kind of think about their network and go, oh, Manette and Donna, you two yeah. need to meet, which is how we met by a brilliant right. connector, Megan Conter, yes. founder of the Danes, right? So she's like, oh yeah, you guys need to talk. Yeah, I definitely don't have that. I'm probably no people I should be connecting, but that doesn't usually just come right. out of me, right? <laughs> right, it's not natural. And for Megan, it's so natural. In fact, when, so I lived in Plano, Texas for 13 years. And for 11 of those years, I had a publishing company I had a parenting magazine. When Donna and I started chatting, we realized we have all these industries and things we've been doing in common, but I had a parenting magazine for 11 years, was super active in like three chambers of commerce. I was out there doing all the networking, but people would come to me for the most interesting things. My favorite one was a, a mom from a, a Boy Scout troop, and they were looking for an expert to come and talk about dinosaurs. So I run a parenting magazine, right? And I don't even have Boy Scouts. I knew someone who could come in and, wow. and talk about dinosaurs. So people would call. I owned a parenting magazine. They would call and say, hey, do you have a favorite plumber? And I'm like, by the way, I do. Because I was in that community, deeply connected yeah. with people. And so at that particular point in time, I was, the, I was Megan, right? So I was able to constantly be making those connections. You need to meet this person. You need to meet this person. And the, now I live in Santa Barbara, California, and my life is structured very differently. I don't have those connections, but I have friends who have those connections. And if I don't know, I know who to call to get the answer, right? Yeah. So again, I think the judgment that we have around what creativity is, is the piece that needs to change. The judgment around what creativity looks like, sounds like, acts like. And to start looking for the ways in our lives that we are already creative and we can own that. And again, everyone listening to this is probably an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, you're creative. You had an idea. And if you're working with Donna or dreaming of working with Donna to create your course, creating a course is a hugely creative output, right? It takes a ton of creativity. Where I love to play is to work with Donna and say, where can we make this more visual? Where could you use more color, more worksheets, more visual learning tools to help your students be more successful? Not everyone's great with video. Not everyone's great with audio. Some people want video. They don't want to read. Other people want to read every single word. So you have to make sure that you're appealing to all the different learning styles in your course creation, which Donna probably talks about. But when we had our call, what I love talking about was just add more color to your worksheets. Yeah. Like it can be that simple to put, make it more fun for you to do the work, right? And more fun for you, the teacher, to do the work by just adding a little bit of color. But it also will be incredibly inspiring to your students to get in there and see the effort that you put in. And I don't know about you, I've been in some courses where the worksheets were so lame. I'm like, yeah. you know, my eighth grade school teacher 
had better worksheets than this one. Like there's no excuse these days. With Canva, you can make anything pretty. Right? Canva is like a creative like candy store. <laughs> it is, it is. And I'm an Adobe sweet girl. I've been using, you know, InDesign, yeah. Illustrator and all those things wow. for, uh, since I started with my, with my magazine. Um, many, many years ago. And, um, and I got rid of them all and went 100% to Canva because I don't need the Canva. fancy it my, tools. It was anymore. my dream because I wasn't real big on Photoshop and all that. I was trying to learn it, but oh, they're complicated. it seemed to be so technical and complicated. My creative brain wouldn't take it. <laughs> yes, yes. InDesign like, is Canva, still the best very visual, for, drag and for drop. out yeah, longer documents, but you yeah. can do so, so much in Canva. So I think just learning to get out of our own way and to shift our mindset around what is creativity and how am I creative? Yeah, because they don't have to be drawing. They don't have to be knitting, right? There's so no. many things. And so like, I guess maybe first steps is to kind of take a look at what they love to do as a hobby. Like what yes, I'm a huge advocate for bringing back hobbies. I think in our overwork, over busy culture, we've lost our love of hobbies. So sewing, knitting, paper crafting, floral designing, gardening, cooking, entertaining, or all create forms of creative expression. Handwritten notes, make your own cards and sending handwritten notes is a creative expression. I'm a huge fan of coloring books. Coloring books can be one of the most fun creative ways to get you back into your creative expression again. But there's the, what you're looking for in terms of creative activities are the things that are going to give your brain a rest. Mm -hmm. As entrepreneurs, our brains are on all the time, all the time. And what we need is to be less productive. And, and so that we can, and we, you actually do more by working less, right? So the whole philosophy of the show yeah. is when you have the quiet time, and your brain rests and it's not overthinking, that's when you're going to get your most innovative ideas. So coloring, journaling, I teach um, a methodology called Zen Tangle, which is a meditative form of drawing. Zen Tangle is a super powerful tool for getting into that same You say like space. dancing or belly dancing? Dancing, belly dancing, pole dancing, 80s dance parties, you know, <laughs> get your John Travolta on, like what I'm showing my age here. Um, <laughs> maybe you're more um, into rap, right? And a little street dancing would totally turn you on. Gymnastics, movement, like Donna said before, walking is one of my favorites. And I don't know about you, Donna, but since the beginning of COVID, I have 100% worn ruts in my neighborhood, right? Oh my, my walking yeah. path. So my husband and I have started making an effort to uh, get in the car and drive even five minutes away to walk new paths oh. so that we're getting some different views and different perspectives. And, and we live in Santa Barbara, we live at the ocean, everything's five minutes away, right? So we have no excuses not to go get some different perspectives. So yeah, maybe big... COVID has helped some of this. Maybe you're not thinking like I started playing chess with my husband. I don't know how creative it is. It's actually pretty taxing, but games like things that you used to do, or like maybe you've been doing some yeah. things or cooking Scrabble. more because we can't go to eat at restaurants. So, but I think to, to me, like the awareness and the connection of how this will impact your life and your business. Yeah. Not just like, well, it's something to do when I have nothing else to do. Yeah. That was my take on it, but to really like put this as an important thing that needs time in your schedule. And not by adding stress. Like remember at the very beginning of COVID, all of a sudden everybody went like hog wild 
with all this extra time, I'm going to finally write that book. I'm going to finally get in shape. I'm going to train for a marathon. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and maybe a few people did, but most people didn't. Right. But but we felt like, yes. But what I did see last year was a huge explosion in creativity, more classes online, classes online being completely filled and more memberships popping up around creative expression and creative play. Like it's so easy to access. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Instagram junkie. I can get down the Instagram rabbit hole watching people's art process videos for way too long. Nice. Yes, it's very, very, very fun. Lots of eye candy. But for me, the most important part of the whole conversation is you have to schedule time for creative play, just like you do everything else in your life. Yeah. If you don't make time for it, it's too easy for it to fall to the bottom of the list. And it's often at the bottom of the list, right? With your marketing activities that you say you don't want to be doing, right? So when we actually use all the productivity things we know from being entrepreneurs and apply it to other areas of our life, then our actually our fulfillment goes up when we make more time for creative play. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that I've gotten for talking to you and just like, it was like, it was like a domino effect happened, you know, like I had this epiphany. I talked with you. I talked with some people. I looked around, I looked at my life. I'm like, hello. And then it all kind of like, you know, dominoed, but allowing myself the permission, I think is one of been yes. one of the biggest things. Like it's okay to be doing this. In fact, you should be doing this. And not only that, but your suggestion of how can you bring it into your business has gotten my brain is still like, um, I mean, I haven't gone back and like redone all my worksheets, though I want to, but it's like, what's in my background now today, there's not anything really good. My flowers just died, but usually now I'm putting my flowers over here. Actually, I have some, these are getting a little old, but in my backyard, my camellia's mm. blooming. So it's like, what's happening. And when I like the pictures that I take that I normally don't think anything about, again, I have a creative flair to my photography. I just, and it's just something I've always done. Right. I'm sure it wasn't the class I took in the eighth grade, but anyway, it's just like, I love, but I let, but I, like posting those pictures in my newsletters, yeah. you know, with me, like off to the side or the pretty sunset is showing people, Hey, she's a creative. It's not just a picture of her standing, you know, like whatever, like a headshot, like there's real me at the beach or be do this or my flowers. Like those are also part of who I am. And it just, it's exciting because I feel like oh, I can bring that in over here. And I'm kind of already doing that. But it's like a conscious awareness of doing it and just tweaking things a little bit to make sure that I'm bringing, you know, my brand and then also just something that's interesting. And like me posting pictures of like the soup that I made, like that's creative. I'm not a big cook, but I'm doing this keto diet. And so I made broccoli cheese soup the other day and I'm like excellent last night I made I didn't even take a picture of it uh keto tiramisu I'm like I spent two hours you know yeah <laughs> and I yeah. love doing, I love to bake I don't really like to cook but um unless it's something short but all of that and then to posting those pictures on social media could is a part it shows of people me. the fullness yes. of who we are I think that the thing that you know, that I've learned and the thing that I see the most with my clients and, you know, and is this idea of integration. It's integrating fully every aspect of ourselves so that we're showing up as the truest, most authentic versions of ourselves. 
Because what happens when we try to put all these silos in place, and this is true for people with their spirituality, with their, you know, marriage and family, if they, if they're married and have kids or life partners with your pets, and then also with your creativity is that people resonate more with us when they see the fullness of who we are. And creativity is the one that we tend to often push off to the side because there's so much tenderness It's often very precious to us. We often have that experience of being judged and criticized. So it's very tender to show that aspect of ourselves. And so some of it is like, you know, just taking these little baby steps. Like it's like the, you know, the, when people started asking to buy my art, I'm like, well, just because somebody said it was pretty on Facebook doesn't mean they thought it was pretty enough to buy it. Like I had a whole story in my head about, well, they, they don't like it enough to really buy it, you know, right. they're and just being nice, right? Just being <laughs> nice. Exactly. On Facebook, most people are really nice, at least in the people I'm surrounded yeah. with. Oh, really yeah, that's nice. pretty. I really but, wanted you to move to the left or right. So I can see the rest of that painting. I'm like, I want that on my wall. <laughs> it is for sale. It's always for sale. I'll have to talk later. Cause I'm like, I love the moon. I'm, I'm really big on moon ritual. And so I'm like, oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she's she's a favorite. She's definitely a favorite. So, and right. she's been in here for a while now. It's probably oh, probably okay. time to, to change her out. And then I have a really, I have a fun, crazy one over here. Oh, There's wow. just tons of dance energy. Yeah, very yeah, nice. So very lots funny. of lots of crazy stuff, but it's just, you know, mostly I paint because it makes me happy. And when they sell, it's like a fun bonus. I have no interest in making, selling art, the yeah, primary yeah core of my business because I'm way more passionate about teaching and helping other women own their own creativity. I'd rather support someone to create their own magical painting. And um, I was just talking this morning about my, I wanted to do like a, like an Oracle card or like daily draw card for entrepreneurs. I have this deck that I love and the woman, it's really hard to get them and they're really expensive. She only sells them once or twice a year. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I, I like spent a whole summer, like a couple years ago, like mapping it all out, but then I never did anything with it. I'm like, I think I'm going to make those cards maybe this summer. I don't know. And then like, it's not like I'm going into business to sell cards, but it could be a bonus or give them to my clients, sort of an extra little thing just to having those cards and like, you know, people using them like, Hey, this would be really cool. You could use Canva to design them all. You could do it all digitally. I know. Well, I'm going to paint like we used to do. I'm not a painter, but in our um, with my kids, we did wet on wet painting. That was a big part. I love that look of the backgrounds of them. And so I was like, hey, I wanted my daughter to help me. And then she kind of bailed. But uh, maybe I can get her back and we can like make all these beautiful. I'm going to tell all the secrets, but I was going to do sort of like the four elements and have some blues and some reds and some, you know, greens and different like, I don't know. I'm still working on it, but I thought that's really cool. (laughs) Anyway. And I'm going to bring my own thing to it. So just stay tuned. You never know. There may be some cards down the line that come out and that people Very could fun. use them to, to pull. So, well, this has been amazing. I know we could talk forever because we're both creatives and we just want to keep going. But <laughs> um, tell people a little bit more about, you know, how you how they can find you or, or work with you. Like, what do you offer? When sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So probably the easiest place to find me right now is on Instagram and I'm at Dr. Manette Riordan on Instagram. And there's a link in my bio that shows all my links. There's a link to my free gift, which is a 21 day courageous creativity process about making um, actually a fun set of cards that are all about self-love because I believe making art is a radical act of self-love. 
And so my free gift is in there. There's a link directly to schedule a conversation with me to have a courageous consultation about your own creativity. And I love working with entrepreneurs who are looking about how to integrate creativity into their business. And I love working with women who are just um, feeling that longing and that calling to bring creativity back into their life. And it's not about their business, it's about your personal sense of meaning and fulfillment. And you know that there's something down that creative path for you and you want to go and explore that, then that's what I'm all about. I'm teaching painting classes. I have a really juicy, fun retreat. We haven't posted the sales page yet, but I have a three-day retreat called Once Upon a Time that is uh, like summer camp for adults. And one of these days it'll get to be live and in person again, but right now it's a three-day virtual retreat and this year is focusing on fairy tales so we're going to create our own Ooh, you my interest. Fairy tales. <laughs> yes it's like 289 bucks and you get a whole box so you get all the art supplies in the mail so all you have to do is just come show up and play with us so um the once upon a time retreat is coming and i'll be sharing information about that on okay on great we'll Instagram have to link to it and we've got some links here below for you guys to check out and i might have to go back please let me know about that that sounds like I did a, um, a first grade curriculum. I say I'm not creative. And I created, and I did a whole story. Um, it's based on the fairy tales in first grade. And so how you're teaching letters through the fairy tales and different things in first grade. And I have this whole story, like a container story that goes on, which is like sort of like a little fairy tale. So yeah, so fun. Uh, yeah, I'm super um, interested. So I'll have to check that out. But awesome. thank you. Thank you so much, Mina. This has been amazing. I mean, um, Yes. Thank God for what you do and that you're helping bring us out of our heads and into this creative space and giving us the permissions to, you know, just do what we love and then see how that, you know, that is going to just, like you said, directly um, affect our, not only our business, but our happiness, our life and just their, just our joy. Right. Cause that's yes, what it's really about. <laughs> yeah, it is really about like making sure that everything that you're doing is showing the fullness of who you are. Yes. And who doesn't want that? Right. I mean, I think we're at that point these days where we're not just about the money. We have to have something else. Money will not sustain you for very long. <laughs> so. won't. And money's awesome. Right. Don't yeah. get us. Wrong. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, I'm in business to make money. I of love making course. money, but it's not the driver for me no. at all. Right. Like it's the it's the vehicle. Right. But it's not the driver. So just knowing that is like looking at what are the things that are going to make the making money parts more fun. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much for, yeah, thanks for stopping by. I love all this. If you guys are looking to be more creative or if you think you're not creative, check out Manette's stuff. And um, I bet you have that inside you for sure. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you then. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the Create Your Course quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at donnaashton.com forward slash podcast. Before you go, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each Thursday as they come out. And if you're on the Apple Podcast app and want to leave us a quick review and some love, that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more.